Welcome, everyone, to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is... Dr. Van Beek. Yeah, as always. This, this is a more doctoral level kind of oh, thing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Not that we will hit that level, but it's, you know... <laughs> it's it, but, but it's got that feel to it, right? It's got it that, leans in that direction, yes. I yeah. see what you're talking about there. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes total sense. And so tonight, my friend, you and I are talking about... Um, uh, where was I going with this? I have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> you were going to okay, lead us on a different, in. you were going to lead us on a different journey. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. We, we just, just apart for a week or so. And, and I wanted to do this little thing, um, on, uh, creation evolution. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, and there are people that know a great deal about this. Hmm. Yeah, and I will refer to them. <laughs> <laughs> and if you but, hear something different on from one of those guys, go with what they say. No, I'm just. Joking. But you're going to read a little piece in Hebrews, and then we'll talk about that, and then I'll kind of lead into the rest of it. Oh, beautiful! So, folks, we're going to go to Hebrews 11. Larry would like us to read actually verses one through three. So, if you're following along, playing the at-home edition of the Apocalypse Podcast, uh, you can get out your. Your Bibles are your digital apps with a Bible, and we'll read from Hebrews 11 here. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Yeah, so I was, um, I was doing a, a, a stint at a Baptist church in the United States. And I love these guys at this Baptist church. Um, it was a it was a great church, and I did this piece on Hebrews, and I mentioned that um, that we really can't prove that God created the universe, and that it's it's a matter of creation. Um, but it's by faith that we understand that God did this, hmm. and um, they didn't they didn't um, run up and grab me and throw me out. <laughs> <laughs> but strangely, but strangely, you notice, hey, what's that guy holding a pitchfork in the back for? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, and and burning things. There were yeah. things burning, and the, the villagers were very upset. <laughs> and, um, but just lovely people, but but very strong fundamental um, attitude toward uh, toward creation and evolution. Mm. Um, that that yes, you can totally prove that God created the world. Hmm. and all that's in it. And I was trying to say, you know, at this point in history, in the first century, they they said, we believe that God created it. And hmm. this is this is a, an aspect of faith. And I actually don't think we're any further along today. <laughs> I still I still believe that even with 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 all of the studies going on, that God created is a matter of faith. Yeah. And um, now you can you can disagree with that. But, but what I want to do today is just talk about three three separate things, hmm. um, or three separate, actually they were podcast, I wouldn't, are they podcasts or just YouTube videos that I watched? And um, uh, one was was a guy, no, I can't remember his name now, I'm just going to look here, it was Ken something. Here, let me just find his is name. Is it Ken Ham? No, there's Ken Ham, but there's also a Ken Horan oh, from okay. Pensacola, Florida. Okay, yep. And um, he looks just like a teacher from the ACE schools um, in, in the background. And, and he argued with, uh, with three teachers at, at a university uh, on the topic of creation versus evolution. 
Then the second one is the Ken Ham that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And Ken Ham, he spoke with, um, with uh, he argued with, oh, I know his name, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill Nye the Science Guy, yeah. Yeah, and he talked about creation evolution with Bill Nye. Then the third one was, was actually the guy I'll probably mention last, and that was um, Neil deGrasse Jr. Mm. And Neil deGrasse um, speaks about evolution. So, um, and, and he talks about, about, um, science versus, versus faith hmm. in, in this aspect. Okay. And, okay. and of course, Neil does a great job. I mean, he, he just does a good job. And the last guy is, uh, Denny Lamaru and Denny Lamaru teaches, I think it's called St. John's college. It's connected to the university of Alberta. Hmm. Yeah. And and I've heard Denny Lamaru speak before, and 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 Denny um, Denny is he's a he's a doctorate in theology first, and then a doctorate in biology second, mm, mm. and and uh, is quite well spoken as well. Mm, mm. So, so I just wanted to talk about this uh, a little bit, just because I found it I did find it rather fascinating. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. And so the the first guy that we'll talk about was. Um, well, let's let's first. I'll do them in the order that I actually watched them. Was this Ken Horan? Now, this, this these things are about two hours long. Right? That's that's commitment, my friend. Well done. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he argued with three. Um, well, one was an astrophysicist, and one was um, I don't know what he did in science at that university, and I can't remember what the other guy did. But but three three doctorates from the university, and and Ken Ken argued them. Now Ken just so you know, is young earth creation. Okay. So young earth creation means that you believe that God created the world and he did it 6,000 years ago. In in six literal days. In six literal days, yes. Okay. And um, and then he rested. Yep. And uh, and then we've we've been screwing it up ever since. Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> and and well, the young, in, no. In, in, all, in all models, we've been screwing it up ever since, <laughs> whenever, whenever that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 because we're people after all. And, and it was, it was kind of interesting. Now, now this, this Ken Horan, um, uh, he, he actually argued very, very well for mm. young earth, earth creation. Like, now, in fairness, the other three guys didn't sound like they were, they were competent debaters in the subject. They were just three people that knew the subject. Mm. Where where Ken Ken this is all this guy does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he argues young Earth creation against these guys. You know this this is his livelihood. Yeah, he right. travels around doing this. Right. So so his his answers to them were were very precise. They were they were excellent. And basically, whenever they would bring up a, a topic, he would he would bring up something that he had uh, like some elevator talk that he has. That recorded, and he would bring it up. And so, when they talked about um, about cows going back into the ocean, um, uh, Ken Horand would say, "Well, you know that 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 extra appendage you see on a on a whale or on a dolphin, you know that wasn't that wasn't the tail, and it, it actually has something to do with supporting them, you know, um, for reproduction and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it, and it really is a part of creation. It's not some extra appendage left over." When, when the animals, they basically say that the animals came out of the sea and then hmm. some of them went back into the sea. Right. You know, like cows went back into the sea and, and, um, and he says, but they, and so they have this extra appendage. 
Ken argued this topic incredibly well. Hmm. Like, hmm. like, like he is he anything that they brought up, he could he could show some some slide that that disagreed with what they said. Right. Okay. Right. Um, the the problem that I had with Ken was I'm not young Earth, by the way. Just so you know. Um, yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not a young Earth guy. No, I, so, it's okay to be that. Maybe we'll we'll find out by the end of this this uh, very illuminating talk. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played, yeah. sir. <laughs> but anyway, my my issue with Ken. So when you listen to Ken, you you will say, "Man, he seems to have an argument, uh, a rebuttal for every one of their things." Because you spend enough time, you can rebut a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he does that very well. The 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 problem that I had is that in the midst of it. He talked about the, I think, the Columbine shootings years mm-hmm, ago, mm-hmm. and basically, and and some other tragic shooting, and both times those those people confessing to be atheists, and and he basically said, you know, the atheists have nowhere to go for morality, and that's why these shootings come, and I I was very disappointed that in the midst of a fairly a fairly rigorous and good argument about evolution. That he that he that he that he it might have been that they did this close to those shootings and that's why he mm, did it. Mm, mm. But but that he said that that you know if you're an evolutionist then then that he made that correlation between being being an atheist basically not an evolutionist but an atheist and and the shootings. Um, it may have been true in these cases. However, there there are many many people that that point to crazy religious people for the very same things, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it, you know God told them to you know to mm-hmm. kill all their family, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Norm Macdonald used to do a thing on, you know, yeah, God told me to kill my family. I got them here in this bag, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that wasn't me. He says, it was me. It was Joe. I, I just yelled in your window in the night. Ah, Joe, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and I killed my whole family based on that. Right. So Norm Norm does that great thing. So so if you're young earth um, Ken Horan actually does a really good job supporting Young Earth, okay. and and he argued those guys very very well, um, and and was able to rebut pretty much everything they said. It just I was just disappointed by this piece hmm. that he did. Hmm. Then then the second one was also um, evolution versus creation, and that was your guy Ken Ham. He's not your guy. Yeah. The guy you knew. I knew of at least, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ken Ham, um, he argued Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah. And I, I have to say that Bill Nye is the Mr. Rogers of science. Yes, he is. Like, right down to dress. Not, not like, yeah, <laughs> even the way he dresses, eh? Yeah. yeah. You cannot not like this guy. Yeah. I mean, he is so likable. And Ken Ham was okay. I mean, yeah. and he's Australian, which all gave him a bit of a boost. But right. like, man, you you can't be as likable as uh, as old Bill Nye. Right. right. And and Bill Nye, um, the the thing that I loved about Bill Nye is he didn't argue against God. You know, he didn't argue the existence of God. Where where the guys in the other one kind of did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Bill Nye didn't. Bill Nye actually said that that. Um, you know, some of his some of his good friends were Christians. No, yeah. <laughs> he, he said uh, he he said that he knew of faith people that actually um, that actually were okay with his views. Hmm. Hmm. 
And what Bill Nye did is he didn't he didn't talk about evolution and creation specifically. What he argued, and maybe that was the point of the argument, is he argued six thousand years. Mm-hmm. And he and he did a really good job of arguing six thousand years. So he did the carbon dating and the radio the radium the radioactive dating right that they do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which which um, which which which. Um, Ken Horand would argue, and he would show you. Ken would show you cases where things look like they're millions of years old, even though, you know, after after a volcano or something that are actually not that old, mm-hmm. and and uh, things like that. But 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 Bill did a good job on that. He also talked about trees that were obviously more than six thousand years old, mm-hmm. and and formations that were more than six thousand years old, and and did a really really nice job, not of arguing. Um, for evolution specifically, but arguing for an old earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Ham, Ham was okay. Ham, Ham had some good points, but I don't think he could hold up very well against that. His, his point was, I have good scientists that are actual astrophysicists that believe in young earth. And, and Bill's point was, but if the stars are going further away and it actually took more than 6,000 years for their light to reach the earth. And and Ham didn't argue that, but argued that he knew astrophysicists that understood that stuff that were still younger. Mm. So that basically God could make that happen. I yes. Think. Yes. Yeah. So so that was that was again, it was over an hour, but but uh Bill Bill is actually worth listening to. Yeah. And if you're young earth, um uh Ken Ham didn't do too bad a job. Okay. 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 So, so that's that's kind of, but the the bigger thing is um, when you're doing evolution and creation, is the bigger thing that comes of it is if you believe in evolution, then you can't believe in God, mm. and if you believe in God, you can't believe in evolution. And and I'm going to say at the end that that Denny Lamoureux will say it's not really a dichotomy, but but before I get there, I want to just talk about uh, talk about the scientist. Um, is he a scientist? I guess he is. He's an astrophysicist, isn't he, Neil deGrasse? I believe so. He kind of take the place of Carl Sagan. Carl yes, Sagan it's almost was, like he's this spiritual, you know, successor. Yes, he he is the love child of Carl Sagan. And <laughs> some other scientific. <laughs> I only have one, and that's Carl Sagan. But but you know, maybe they just you know can have babies yeah. when, when you're a scientist. So. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> my my apologies to our dwindling dwindling. dwindling You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Keep it going. <laughs> so now DeGrasse, um, De, DeGrasse actually, he's a fascinating speaker. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoyed listening to him. Yeah. And and his point is going to be, um, that he had two points. His 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 first point was that brilliant people would reach the end of their their ability to know and attribute that to God in the past. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So he talked about Ptolemy in 150 and, and the work that Ptolemy did. And he talked about Galileo 1615 and the work that Galileo did. Um, and also um, Isaac Newton. Mm. So he loved Isaac Newton. He right. was... He just he he actually said he's probably the most brilliant man that ever lived was mm, Isaac Newton, mm, mm. Um, and and but Isaac, like he said he said when they were talking about um, 
about the movement of the planets and and how they move in in kind of an elliptical orbit he said so at 26 years old isaac kind of went home for the weekend and came back with calculus and 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 formed and and said why it happened and and he says he he almost created calculus on a dare i mean he was that smart <laughs> so, like like i mean he's right up there in our category you know yeah. <laughs> and he mentioned a few other guys like like huggins and laplace um from 1600s and 1700s um and he actually he actually mentioned something else that i really liked and he said that islam was um, Baghdad was actually an incredible hub of science mm-hmm. from 800 to 1100, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, basically we get we get a lot of our like um, Arabic numerals, right? And algebra. He says these are these are actual um, these are our words from from that language from from right. from the, from the Arabs. Right. While right. Europe while Europe was in these dark ages, they've got this sort of knowledge renaissance going on in the Muslim world. Yeah, and they they were just brilliant, and they said scientists from all over the world came there, so yeah. it was a very open thing. And then around eleven hundred, some Al Ghazi um, talked about math being of the devil, and and he and he basically says that that religion took over, and and their whole scientific quest died. Mm. You know, so that now I I can't remember what he said. The percentage of Nobel Prize winners are Jewish, and very very few. From this, from the Muslim area, are mm. are any scientists at all anymore? Mm, mm, mm. And and he talks about the unfortunateness, but he but he talks about that being a religious issue, mm, mm. right? And his point was then that Isaac Newton, when he reached the limits of his study and his knowledge, he said, "Well, that's God." Mm. And I actually like that that you know you reach the limits and say that's God. Now his point kind of came to a different end where he he basically said. You know, if Isaac Newton didn't come to this place and say, well, that's God, he might have kept studying this, and it would have been really easy for him to get to the place of of these other guys if if he hadn't have fallen back on the God argument. Mm. Hmm. Right? I get you. Yeah. And so, and that was one of his points was, like, like very brilliant people um, that believed in God would, would attribute the, the end of their knowledge to God. But then he, then he felt like they stopped studying. I don't know if that's true or not, hmm. right? But but the other point that, that Neil deGrasse made in his is he said that the elite scientists... Now, he talks about elite, and I don't know exactly where he gets these elite scientists. Like, like we have world-class scientists here at this school that I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say a Peter Mahaffey's a world-class scientist. I think we had, we had a few world-class possibly world-class scientists at Trinity as yes, well. Yes, I think we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and I weren't in that group. No, but, no, uh, that wasn't our role, so that's why. No, <laughs> no, I got to hang out with world-class theologians. Yeah, yeah. I got to drive them around. <laughs> <laughs> I drove the car for, what was his name? Um, Hegel, Hegel, Hegel. Yeah. And um, Martin, and Martin Hegel, and, I think. And, uh, and so that was my claim to fame. But, but what he said, I liked what Neil deGrasse said. He said about, he said about, you know, 90% of the people in the United States or something like that. Cause I think he's talking United States specifically, hmm. um, believe in God, uh, right. some form of God. Right. Right. But he said, he said that really, the popular group doesn't really matter. What he said was the elite scientists. Now he he used the thing he called the National Academy of Science, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And he said, in the National Academy of Science, 85% of the scientists did not did not believe in a personal God. Okay. He said, but the thing that he thinks is, is critical is that 15% do. Hmm. So he said, he said, you know, what, what the populace, and, you know, he, he, he lives in the world of the populace. So he's, he's not call, calling them the great unwashed masses or anything mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Though he came close in this argument, I think. But he said, he said, what's important to him is why 15% of elite scientists mm. believe in a personal God. Yeah. 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 And then he finishes off by saying, you know, if, if we need to continue our scientific study, right? Mm. But he didn't. He didn't negate that. That this fifteen percent did really high end, valuable scientific work, because they do. Because that's what gets them. That's how you become a world class scientist. That's right. how you become a national academy scientist. Right. 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 But he, he said. He said. But but about fifteen percent of them um, did believe in a, cre- a creator. Basically, hmm. is what he was saying. And I thought that was pretty interesting because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's something for us to hang on to is that, is that, I don't know, a lot of the stuff I, I, I read kind of suggests that, you know, religion is, is the thing for the stupid, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and a, the opiate of the masses, if you're right, Carl. Right, right. Yeah, but, um, but, but, um, but he was saying but a lot of really, really intelligent people still believe in a personal God. Mm-hmm. Well, 15%. Yeah. 15%, whatever 15% is. But he thinks that any believe in it is, is something that you have to take seriously. Yeah. And I like that. Yep. Yep. So, if, so he, he, is, uh, he is a straight up, you know, 4.5 billion year old Earth evolutionist. Um, but but he does mention that, and he doesn't. He, then he doesn't go any further with any of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Because because um, he doesn't know anymore. He just knows that they they claim Christianity, mm-hmm. right? But they are scientists. So so that takes you to a guy named Denny Denny Lamoureux. Okay. And Denny Lamoureux is a is a good scientist um, from. Bro, and he, he, the thing that I listened to him was actually a fourteen-minute TED talk that he does. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he came and spoke at Trinity when we were there as well, mm-hmm. um, and and he spoke about about evolution, and I'll mention something about that at the end of this. But what Denny says, then when you get to Denny, is is he th- he says he doesn't like the dichotomy between evolution and creation, right? Mm-hmm. He says, he says, it suggests that there's only two possibilities. Mm. And, and so what he says, um, um, he talks about teleology and, and dis teleology, evolution, creation. So he says teleology means that there's a plan. Mm-hmm. Dis teleology means that, there's, that everything happens randomly, right? right. No, no plan. And then there's evolution and creation. And, and he considers himself... 100% evolutionary and 100% creation. Mm, mm. So he says he says there doesn't have to be. He says he believes that that God made it happen. Right. But he still believes he still believes that evolution is in is indisputable. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Now the young earth guys have a lot of disputes with evolution. Yeah. And they can point out a, a ton of flaws with evolution. But um but he says that um 
that this other step is possible as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I fit somewhere in there as well. Right. Yeah. Because I, I like Hebrews. I think that by faith, I believe that God created everything. Right. Right. Um, I, I like some of the stuff young earth people say, they'll, they'll say things like everything forms according to its kind, like kinds don't change. Dogs always produce dogs. Cats always produce cats. Snakes always produce snakes. Mm -hmm. They might be varying kinds of dogs and cats and snakes. Right. Like, remember my daughter rode on a wolfen, <laughs> and her, her classmates told her she was nuts, and that's because they didn't understand right. um, that a wolfen is a cross between a dolphin and a whale. Right. Which is, and, and a growler is a cross between a polar bear and a uh, grizzly bear. Yeah, that's right. Yep. We're trying to figure out which way that works. So if the polar bear... <laughs> <laughs> but it's a grizzly really going out of it, like really going after it. Because <laughs> a polar bear is so much bigger than a grizzly. Yeah, oh, bear. they are. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, and, and so there, there are these pieces. And yet, and yet, like I said, I believe by faith that God created all this. Mm -hmm. I'm not young earth because I sort of believe a little bit of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I see, when they take you to the Grand Canyon, they show you the strata. Right. So the young earth guys will say, well, the strata show you, you know, there's stuff at every level there, you know. But the older guys will say, yeah, but the fossil records don't move from one strata to another. Like things that were only alive at this point in time are in the bottom strata. Things that were alive later on were in a later strata. Right. And so they, they argue with each other over this kind of stuff, right? And. It's pretty fascinating. Well, Larry, I mean, thinking this through, it is all the debate is because we've gotten this, and bear with me on this, is, is it because we've gotten this confused whether this is a first order thing of faith or is this a second order thing of faith? Oh. And what I mean by that is, is it required for me to be orthodox, whatever we mean by orthodox, to believe in a young earth? Or is it not required of me to believe in a young earth to be orthodox? More so, all I have to do is believe that God was the author of it. Yeah, and and that's that's where uh, where I sit. Mm -hmm. Like I believe God was the author of it. Now, it it depends on what church you go to, because some will say if you're not young earth, then you don't believe in God. Right, because they've made right? that a and first order believe, thing. I get yeah. you. Yeah. You don't believe in a creator. Now, I remember when Denny spoke at Trinity, and Denny said, I'm I'm totally evolution, because I think he did his doctorate on the hen's tooth or something. Mm -hmm. I think so, you mentioned you know, that, can, yeah. Can, yeah, can, ha can a hen have a tooth? And at a physical level, that can't happen. But probably at a DNA level, that's maybe not as big a, a shift. So it's kind, of a, it's kind of intriguing that way. But... But but Denny Denny because he believes completely in evolution, w then you have a theological issue a little bit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> By the way, I think it might have been Galileo, and I was I was trying to see if it was Galileo. One of the guys that that Neil deGrasse talked about said said the Bible shows us how to get to heaven, not how the heavens were made. Mm. I like that because mm -hmm. I I believe that about the Bible too. You know, are there dogs in heaven? Well, the Bible doesn't talk about that. <laughs> you know, if it was written to dogs, it might it might talk to them. Yeah. But it was written to people, and it talks about us getting to heaven. Yeah, you know, stuff right. like that. 
And we know that all dogs go to heaven anyway. Because mm-hmm. how can Disney, it was a Disney, how can Disney yeah. be wrong? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but anyway, anyway, um, my issue with, with what Denny was saying was you, you run into a theological issue, and that's the sin came through one man thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember them asking him this question, and, and I thought, man, Denny, you're doing so well, and then you just completely flubbed this because you tried to explain it when you should have said, I have no f- idea. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I do not know. <laughs> yeah. Because I see that that sin came through Adam. Right, Adam and Eve. Sin yep. came through. And there was, and that means there was one man at some point in time, mm-hmm. and that means that God created them. So that kind of messes you with evolution a little bit. Um, but he has a problem of how did sin come into it. Mm-hmm. Now I also have a problem because if I believe in Adam and Eve, when when they kicked Cain out, who are all these other people that God had to protect him from? <laughs> Where did they all come from? Like did Adam and Adam and Eve have thousands and thousands of children that we don't know about? Yeah, seems and, uh, seems unlikely though, right? Yeah, she'd yeah. have been a very grumpy woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very interesting point because I'm with you on that. There obviously yeah. was people around, but at the same point, how do we get to original sin if we do not yeah. have? A... That's right, and if you do evolution, also, how do you get to original sin? Mm-hmm. So. So, you know, so I, even though I fully believe that, that sin entered the world and, you know, like when they talk about all the dysfunctions in people and all the other problems and Neil deGrasse will talk about that. He said, if there was a creator, he did a crappy job because, you know, there's all these issues with people and, you know, there's so many things out there that'll kill us, you know, and and all of these birth defects, he did a thing on that as well. And all of this stuff, um, the birth defect thing was really freaky. I, I was sorry to even see that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then, so he would say, so the the creation's not doing a great job. But then we could say, yeah, but it's because of sin that those that all of that yes. stuff entered, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, but but really, I think it's very fair to say the Bible is telling us, you know, it has this plan and it tells us how to go to heaven, mm-hmm. and it's it's about our relationship with God, and really, God's not telling us all that much about the other stuff. Mm, mm. And, and so there's, there's room for, for, for the earth to be older. I, I think the, the first chapters of Genesis are poetic because I, I fit into that camp. Mm-hmm. So rather than six literal days, this is poetry, you know, because, mm. you know, you read the first three, the first three days and the second three days are kind of the same thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's Yahweh and Elohim passages and there's all of that in the first 11 chapters of Genesis hmm. before until you get up to Abraham right um, so so uh, so there's all of that and and so for me I still fall back on the Hebrews passage mm-hmm. which they may say there's way more to it Larry and you're being naive but I still say it's by faith that I believe that God created all of this stuff right and I can still leave room for the scientists to do all of their evolutionary studies, all of their studies of astronomy, all of their studies of black holes, because all of that stuff is teaching us. Right. And that's science. Like you, you never say of science, well, you know, you don't really understand because science is always a, a progress toward understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once you understand something, you're progressing to the next thing to understand. Yeah. Because that's what science is. Yeah. It's essentially not too far off of our faith in some ways, right? Our faith is never that we've arrived at our faith where we have perfected it because we are not 
in in front of the father at that point yet. Yeah. But in science, it's not like we have perfected our understanding. We have maybe, let's say 90%, 99%, but we never have a hundred percent understanding of every single process. If you ever work with doctors and, and they're being open with you, they'll, they'll go, yeah, we're just trying stuff, man. Like, yeah. like we don't fully know. Mm-hmm. And from one person to the next, we can't figure out, you know, yeah. why things go the way they do. We just know scientifically that we've tried this a few times and this was the answer. So if you have this, we're going to try this and see if that's the answer. Yeah. And so we build. That's why doctors screw up when, when, when people come in, when there's a big flu epidemic and someone comes in with similar, similar symptoms, they can really screw that up because they'll, they'll automatically think that it fits this one thing. Mm-hmm. But in, in every once in a while, there's a case where it doesn't fit and they'll go, they, the doctors missed it. Lear, maybe my maybe my last question, and I should shut up and and uh, let let you close us off. But have we are we to, like I think you've hinted around at this. Actually, I think you've said this already. But we're we're essentially trying to ascribe too much um, to the word where it wasn't intended. For example, I, someone recently used this one with me, and I really love this uh, example of that. You know, Jesus takes them to the mustard tree and he says if you had faith the size of this mustard tree which is the smallest seed and we know that's not the smallest seed yeah but jesus uses it because he's trying to use an example that they understand he's not trying to write a science textbook rather he's trying to give them an example of their faith and what their faith means in terms of believing in the god above that's right we we do yeah perfect and we, we sometimes say the, the Bible's not a book of science, but when it touches science, it's always accurate. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I love that. And I, 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 I got to look up this passage so I can share it with you. But I love, I just love when the one guy says, you know, it's in Zechariah or, 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 or one other prophets. I mean, <laughs> he just... Yeah, it's somewhere in there. And and we're so strict about verbal plenary inspiration mm. and the accuracy of the Bible that we can't let literature be literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that with Revelation all the time. Like, it has to be literal. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Right. You know, and, and that's what we try to get to is the intent of the author. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So so I think, I think, like, I really like what Denny says. I don't, I'm, I'm in some kind of a continuum a little bit away from Denny because, because I can't be a full out evolutionist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, creation is a little bit different for me, but I'm also not young earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, I, I totally think things are changing. I, I totally think with diet, kids are taller than they were, you know, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I've seen some of the kids and I think this monkey theory could be quite accurate. <laughs> <laughs> your arms almost drag on the floor young man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but and, we, and yeah. anybody anybody that's been with teenagers know that they move through a monkey stage and then <laughs> come back to human <laughs> come back to humanity somewhere along the way but um but I, I i hope that that the the whole faith thing doesn't dissuade kids from that are in those positions from becoming great scientists mm-hmm. you know Great scientists that that love and serve Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Larry, that's a great place to end it right there. Yes, we we believe unequivocally that we have a God in heaven who created. How that was created, we're saying, you know, go go where you will with that, but 
there is multiple different view paths on that. Maybe we don't need to make that a first order issue for everyone and just accept each other where they're at on this one. Uh, my friend, thanks again so much for doing that folks. We, as always, we're so glad that you're with us on this journey and, uh, thanks that, that you just let us kind of veer off track here for something that I thought was like, what an interesting, um, thing to think about in terms of our faith journey of where do we stand on this? And we can look at it as a point of just interest rather than a point of let's go argue with our brothers and sisters all the time over these things, but just as a point of interest, uh, we'll be back in a week's time. And we'll do something else fun. Larry hasn't told us yet, but we're on that journey when when he tells us. All right. But until then, I was Steve, he was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse Podcast. <laughs>